never worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show then you're probably a nerd Oh Ken, it's Ken, it's all Hello, and welcome to the It's Canon Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Boris. That's Phil. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And Tyler. I'm assembling a prototype for a board game while doing this. So if all of a sudden I scream, it's because I've cut a finger off. That sounds dangerous. That sounds fun. Jeez. Don't podcast and use scissors at the same time you should know that by now too late also i've been drinking (laughs) i think we all have today welcome to the yet scanning podcast the podcast where we talk about all things everything all things comics all things toys all things movies all things games all things books all things everything and we record it just for you our listeners and the best part of it all is except Kevin, which is funny because the person who writes our theme and graciously updated the theme to add Tyler and Phil to it is named Kevin. So unless your name is, unless your name is Kevin O'Leary, which that is his actual name. Thank you. We're done. I can't anymore with this. So we're here to talk about fandom. Yeah. That's right. Today, we're going to be talking about all things DC fandom. We were away last week because schedules and real life got in the way. So today, we wanted to talk about all things DC fandom. And as I mentioned in the outro of last episode, I'm ready to eat a little bit of crow. Not a lot. Just a little bit. And we will talk about why. So DC Fandom drew 22 million views from 220 countries. Again, I'm not 100% surprised because it was free and online. And let's be honest, these properties have a lot of attention and eyes and interest. What's up, Tyler? You look confused, you angry. 220 countries? Went in 220 countries. Okay. I don't know. Okay. All right. I know that everything that I looked at last weekend was DC everything. So, good on them. There's a lot of coverage. Uh, even even I noticed uh, <clears throat> Crave TV was running a, an exorbitant amount of DC content to kind of... Uh, uh, you know, be proactive onto that news cycle. So it was it was a good 
DC geek out weekend for me. So one you know, of the, even even as a removed fan. Yeah. So one of the things that we were talking about when we originally chatted about DC fandom was just the sheer amount of things happening all in one day because DC fandom was 24 hours of panels, videos, announcements, etc. And it was too much for 24 hours because I, I forget how, how, how many hundreds of hours of content there was that you had to put into this 24-hour period. So what DC actually did is that they split fandom into two parts with DC Fandom Explore the Multiverse now scheduled for September 12th. And I can see them doing this more of these online type events. And I know that a lot of, like, these aren't cheap. These aren't easy to do. But like you said, Phil, there was a lot of attention on DC. You know, it was DC everything. And my favorite comments, and this, you know, me being a DC fanboy, is, hey, Marvel, now it's your turn. So, you know, for me, DC has been getting a lot of flack for years and deservedly. Like, they 100% deserve. They've made horrible decisions on every, like, on every property, whether it be comics, movies, TV, what have you. They've made some interesting decisions. So they deserve a lot of the flack they get. But it was honestly cool to see that there was actual excitement around the DC properties. And today we're going to explore kind of the highlights of DC fandom, the highs and the lows, and what our thoughts were. So I think the biggest part, for me, the big news was the first trailer of Matt Reeves, the Batman, you know, in this dark and gritty world that he's trying to create very similar to the world that was created for the Joker. We have a new down-to-earth, very dark, vengeance-inducing Batman. That first trailer. Tyler, what were your thoughts? I didn't watch it. Bill, what were your thoughts? Uh, you know what? On, on one level, as a, as a Batman fan, it certainly, you know inspired me to be excited about Batman again but I couldn't help but number one the end when Robert Pattinson takes off the cowl and he's kind of got these blurry eyes you know the dark makeup the bat makeup or whatever it is for the for the cowl you just look like Edward Scissorhands to me and then it lost in my mind I was just like that wasn't a good parting image uh, for a trailer for me, I realize they only have like 30 hours of, of actual footage and whatnot to cut this trailer from 25% of the movie. That, yeah, that's all they 25% were able to... of the movie. So my biggest issue is that it's just Batman again. I'm yeah. sorry, but as much as you change the Batmobile or you change the actor or you do whatever, it's hard for me to get excited about revisiting Bruce Wayne's parents' death and how it traumatizes him in this current form in a two-hour format that is going to try and encapsulate all the same themes of previous movies. So I hope that... My hope is that they don't do that. My hope is that they assume that we know what bugs Batman. Here's the thing. 
That's exactly it. You said it right there. And I think from all of Matt Reeves' comments, they are not going to explore the origin story. They're not going to explore, you know, his 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 motivation for becoming the bat and using Batman and, you know, being Batman. They're going to dis, um, really try to discover and we're going to get into the seedy underbelly that is Gotham City and the world that, you know, the Cape Crusader is trying to help because this story takes place during Batman's second year of being Batman. So they mentioned he's going to be making wrong assumptions. He's going to be making mistakes because he's still learning to be Batman. So it doesn't sound like we're going to see another origin story. And it sounds like we're going to see Batman trying to become Batman. So what it sounds like, it's kind of like Seven meets Batman. We're going to see Batman for what he actually is. And that's a detective. And this is why I absolutely love reading detective comics. Because it's, you know, it's out. It, yes, it has your, your usual um, villains. But... You know, you see and you and you experience the story through the eyes of Batman, and you find things out as Batman is finding things out. You try to crack the cases as Batman tries to crack the cases. And for me, that's what Batman actually is. It, he's a detective first, everything else after. So that's what I'm really hoping they explore here in this movie. And it kind of looks like that. And from the trailer itself, there's a lot packaged into this like couple minutes you know we see a bunch of villains we see the penguin we see catwoman we see who some people think is riddler we see you know the 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 crime bosses running gotham you know so it's going to be very interesting to see you know how all of this comes together you know what motivation and and what in what comic books inspired this is also interesting because a lot of people and I remember when they announced Matt Reeves um, doing this movie there was a lot of talk of The Long Halloween being a major inspiration mm -hmm. to this movie. The Long Halloween is one of my favorite Batman books because of that reason. It, it was a grounded story that involved Batman being a detective and you find stuff out as he finds stuff out. Um, there's also a lot of comparisons with Hush. You know, the Jim Lee... Um, just one of my favorite Batman stories, and there's a lot of rumors that the person who's using tape is not Riddler himself, but it's actually Hush. And then for those of you who watched the DC animated um, movie of Hush, you know, there's, I think, a lot of comparisons there because of the Riddler and Hush. I'm not going to spoil anything, but you should watch it. Um, and then there is the obvious... Or kind of obvious, you know, it, during one of the Riddler's clues, you saw a, a talon, which could signify Court of Owls, which the Court of Owls mm -hmm. is a new 52 creation, which they're going, it sounds like DC is going all in with Court of Owls. We'll talk a little bit about why in a bit, but the Court of Owls is essentially kind of, you know, the the shadow 
government shadow leaders, the shadow influencers of Gotham who actually lead Gotham from the underground. And they have a Talon who, if you kind of go against the Court of Owls, this Talon, this assassin will take care of you. So it'll be interesting to kind of see what they draw from. But I'm excited. Like I said, it feels like the Joker. It feels like a down-to-earth, grounded Batman and it feels like Batman back to his roots of being a detective first and an ass kicker second. I just hope it's rated R. That's the if, ongoing if not, speculation. Yeah, if it's not an R-rated movie, then it's not going to get the freedom to be what we want it to be. That's the unfortunate truth to me. It's just going to be dumbed down kid batman which there, there is no problem with that you know kids love batman yeah but we've seen um, enough you know batman forever but i want to go i want to go to those parts of his mind that joker went to you know in that movie yep that type of thing so you know um i think i know where you're going with the court of owls believe it or not i figured that one out um on my own because that, that looks like it's something else at dc fandom kind of had a heavy court of owls association with batman but uh, yeah, you know what? I'm, I, I, it's going to get my money to see it. Yep, that's for sure. I'll, I'll give it that. It was it was a more than accomplished trailer. Um, to do that, it's just a question of what the other seventy five percent of filming when it gets done, and yep. when they make it into the movie. Here's the thing. Currently, it's slated for October first, twenty twenty one. Seeing where we are in the world and what you know, the second phase could come and when it could come and what it could bring. That's, I don't know, October 1st, 2021. That's just over a year. Principal photography, you're going to probably be done in uh, a month or two. Yep. And then like on a good tight shooting schedule, you have reshoots, you have edits. Um, A year is more than enough, I think, for the fact that it's already started. And they've already conceptualized what it is they're going for. But in this world that we talk about an awful lot, where we got the Snyder Cut, but I know we're going to talk about that. But in this world where fans have a lot of voice, um, I'm hoping, and, and these studios are listening, giving a lot more emphasis on the fan reaction and whatnot, I'm hoping that the largely positive reviews of the Batman basically mean that they're not going to have to go and rework things too much. Because if people are liking what they see so far, that's probably gonna, a good indicator that, you know, they don't have to tool with it too much because their vision, uh, they just had a proof of concept. Yep. They just got, you know, we're going to do this. This is how we're going to do it. What do you guys think? People all go thumbs up. I didn't, I only saw maybe two or three kind of negatives about it. And I voiced them. Just because I, I feel that they need to be voiced. Um, so, yeah. I think the overall appetite is very excited. Yep. I, I got a little giddy watching it. Yep. It was, it was I was excited. 13 months from release. Do you think that we will be rid of the social distancing guidelines and the theaters won't be completely dank and moist? They'll just be dank. I'm hearing that a lot of a lot of places are moving production up into the GTA in, in Canada in general just because of how under control in comparison things are and they're able to do 
the shooting that they need within the guidelines that are established here um, to, to get the film films accomplished. So maybe there's some production changes for a lot of movie houses. I don't know. But yeah, well, they're, this one is filming in London, but do you think that you know we'll be at full capacity in the theaters? Will oh. this movie be able to get the the audience, the full audiences, the full movie sure. experience? Yeah, in October, let's say, let's say, and I know we don't want to make this the 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 Rona episode or anything, but let's just say that at that point we're talking wide release vaccine. You know, they're they're talking about it for early next year. And then you're looking at, you know, the populations that are identified as needing it utmost, get it administered by that point. And then you're looking at pretty much, you know, you're in the, to where I think our governments and everybody are projecting that we get to the safe spot, you know, yeah. in October next year. So I, I, I think we're all going to be running into the dank and moist theaters Yelling, Batman, save us. But, any thoughts? I mean, that, I think Rona is still going to be around at that point. You talk to any medical professional, they are skeptical about the vaccine being wide at that point. Yep. I, I, I'm tentatively excited about the movie. Like, I'm like, I'm hopeful. But nothing I've heard or read has me like, oh, ready to go. Yeah, I get it. It's it's cautiously optimistic, right? Like, as, as sold as I am, even I am like it's cautious. Even I am cautiously optimistic. You just never know when it comes to Batman, DC, and whatever they have planned for the bigger picture. All right, mm-hmm. so that is the Batman. Like I said, looking forward to it overall. We got the final trailer and the reveal. Of Cheetah for Wonder Woman 1984. That movie is due out October 2nd of this year, so in just over a month. Tyler, did you. Kristen Wig. Yes, Kristen Wig playing Cheetah. Tyler, did you see anything of this? What are your impressions? Yeah. Of, of Are you looking forward to this movie? Give us your thoughts. Tentatively, Kristen Wig is an interesting casting choice. That. Isn't what I was expecting, and admittedly, my my following of One Hundred Eighty Four has fallen off a little bit. But yeah. I'm hopeful because that first movie was solid. But I'm also concerned because you know, we have this Snyder Cut as this phenomenon looming over everything, and on the more comic front, the, the marketing effort has begun and it's caused people to go insane. So, who knows? Bill? You know, I, 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 I liked the first one. I did. I don't like that time frame. Um, I'm more curious about 1984 time frame. I like what they're doing with the franchise. It's just that sometimes the sequels don't live up to the origin story template. So I don't think I have any problem with casting. I don't think I have any problem with anything that I'm seeing so far. Just that, you know, hopefully they don't shit the bed on it. That's all like as is easy to do, but I, I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It did nothing but, 
make me want to see it. That makes sense. Yep. You know, the, the trailer didn't hurt. So, yep. you know, curious. I, 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 I don't know that it's going to be in theaters, uh, at least for a guy like me. I, I, you know, as we always, we all know now, but when it comes out on video, it might be something that I pick up, rent, or possibly purchase. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. I'm you know? looking forward to it as much as any other real normal movie. Um, I really enjoyed the first one, really looking forward to this one, but you know, I, it just, I'm not sure where I'm going to watch it or how I'm going to watch it, but I'll watch it. So that's kind of where I'm at with Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, you know what? They they released the Lego sets. They've been trickling those out because I guess <clears throat> some of them went to pre-launch when the movie was supposed to be out earlier this year. Yeah. So it's kind of been this huge long toy tease for the fans yeah. too, which is uh I guess, you know, the idea of getting this finally out there. It's it's the idea of like finally getting Tenet out there. It's just when it's out there, you know, this has been just an absolutely messed up year, and it's messed up everybody who plays in that space. Yep. So, you know, it can't be easy for any additional toys that got made that they're having to hold back on it too, because that's money spent on the production side. So, uh, I'm hoping that as people consume not just the movie, I hope that they go out and make sure that they consume the rest of the merchandise just so you know just because i'm just worried that the wind gets knocked at everybody's sales and then they don't they don't necessarily take into account some of the other fanfare stuff that's around it so make sure that you support your local store and maybe go and get some of that stuff yep makes sense also one of the like the i guess more hidden announcements was static shock movie um so you know there was a surprise panel, and it was announced that Milestone Comics is being revived alongside a new Static Shock comic and potential movie. So, Static Shock is something that people around probably mine and Tyler's age remember, but uh, we'll kind of see what happens with that. Suicide Squad! The full cast was revealed. There wasn't much footage of the movie per se, but James Gunn's Suicide Squad cast has been revealed. And this is a huge team. So let's run down the list. So Idris Elba is playing Bloodsport. Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn. John Cena, Peacemaker. Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. Jai Courtney is back as Captain Boomerang. Joel Kinnaman, Rick Flagg. David Dasmilchian is Polka Dot Man. Uh, Daniela Melchor is um, Ratcatcher. Steve Agee is King Shark. Sean Gunn is Weasel. Um, I love how Sean Gunn is in all of his brother's movies. Um, Flula Borg is Javelin. Nathan Fillion is TDK. Uh, Peter Capaldi, which for you, Phil, that's a Doctor Who person. Uh, The Thinker. (laughs) Pete Davidson is Blackguard. Alice Braga is Soul Surya. Mai Ling Ng is Mongol. Michael Rooker is Savant. Storm Reed is Tyla. Jennifer Holland is Emilia Harcourt. And Juan Diego Boto as Luna. It's a huge, huge cast. It'll. I'm. I, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's. I, it's, I got a question about this. Yes. Okay. 
I'm going to represent the people who, you know, aren't too invested in DC. What is this movie? Is it Suicide Squad 2? Or is it Suicide Squad the remake? My understanding is yes. Yes. Both. Uh, Because I thought the lady from the first Suicide Squad, I saw her in this trailer. Yep. Yep. Which made me think it's a a sequel. It is. It's both. Okay. Man, this this speaks to the dysfunction that is DC, though. Here's the thing about DC, and we're just going to talk about it right now. DC has always had an out to everything. Every bad decision that DC has made as it pertains to TV, as it pertains to movies, and even comic books, they have the ultimate out, the multiverse. multiverse. And that's how the Batman, Joker, etc. can live in the same kind of timeline as Ben Affleck and his Batman, which can live in the same timeline as Michael Keaton's Batman, etc., etc., etc. So DC right now has the ultimate opportunity, especially with Flash and Flashpoint, where they can do whatever the fuck they want for the next few years while they figure out what they actually want to be and where they want to go. So, you know, I think we're going to be seeing them literally just throw a lot at the wall and we'll see what that main canon timeline will end up being after they do the Flashpoint movie. Yeah, so it's the same as the the whole idea of Endgame. Yeah. The quantum yeah. Yeah. But so the multiple timelines. Yeah, but the, this is a core. Know. This has always been a core. Well, not always. Yeah. But, you know, it's been a core DC storyline, you know, since Crisis of Infinite Earths, Apocalypse, yeah. and all, and Darkseid, and all that fun stuff. And, and you know, it, it happened. You know, they used the multiverse many times to, to add to the story and to get out of stories. So why not do it right now with your movie franchises? While you yeah. figure out where you want to go, you might you, you just might as well have fun. Yeah, I, I'd like to see D, DC Unchained as far as that goes and taking more risk with titles. Like like I'm I'm even up on my screen right now. Shazam's on. You know, like that's a great movie for me for DC in the sense that it's got the, the, the call outs to Batman and stuff. It's it's got some humor, it's got some action. It's got a lot going for it, but it could have just as easily not worked, you know. And I get it; they could disavow it, they could they could fold it away, or just stop supporting it, um, which is what most you know logical things would be. So good on them. Uh, it, it's confusing though, as a as a as a moviegoer and whatnot. I, I I hope that they just you know basically market this movie as Suicide Squad two. Yeah. You know, instead of trying to confuse it further. So then I know, oh, the first one was kind of shitty. And then you go see this one, you go, wow, that was really good. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Well, if it is good. I, I think there was a teaser, wasn't there? It was more introducing the all the characters. Okay. I saw something. I watched something. Which a lot of the characters have very comic, um, you know, comic-like portrayals in their designs. So it'll oh, be- you mean Shark Man is, is in a comic? Yeah. <laughs> 
Sorry, but when you were reading that list and their names, yeah, I know it was so comic. These like, are very, very I'm... also you know little known um, villains in the DC world. So it's I think it's cool that they're using them, but at the same time, it's like you're really digging down that well, like Guardians be... of the Galaxy, baby. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, Tyler, any thoughts? Well, I mean, on that point, Charmin is in the Harley Quinn show. It's been really popular there, and is in um, uh, uh, the Suicide Squad video game coming up. So I think part of it is also that they're like taking some of these lesser-known characters, and and they're kind of reimagining them for the new generation instead of so to try to avoid the perception yep. of. Creating a new set of characters for a new generation Look, because apparently that's bad. King Shark right. did huge in the Suicide Squad animated movie. Um, he was one of the yeah. major characters in that movie. Uh, people loved him. He will be in the video game that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. He's obviously in Suicide Squad. We'll see. Like King Shark's a major player in the, in the grand scheme of things. Not so much in the cool. Batman verse, but he has quite the following. How about Polka Dot Man? No. Well, not not I, much of the following. Super, uh, how many people out there stan him? I have no idea. Okay. Which is, some of these like, names were really weird. <laughs> I know. Polka Dot Man. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah, I think some of these were very obviously chosen for like, this is a character that we can just, he's just a walking joke. Mm-hmm. No, that's all right, man. I, I like comedy. Like I say, I'm watching Shazam. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, these James Gunn kind of funny. Action, you can do it. I got the right guy. He's got some chops. Yeah, you know, he's been around, done some films yeah. I like. Yeah, you know, Might he manages. He manages the egos. I think that's the biggest challenge for these directors. Yep. Yeah. Right, because there's no way you get Pete Davidson on set, and if you don't have somebody who can control that guy, who you got your hands full. Yeah, and then we also have Joel Kinnaman, which is returning. As um, Rick Flag, so you know it's kind of a a combination of the of, of new and old. So that's Suicide Squad, another movie that we kind of got some more news on and animated concept art trailers, and that's Black Adam with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Um, that movie is slated for December 22nd, 2021. And Black Adam will be facing off against the Justice Society of America, which includes Adam Smasher, played by Noah Centineo, as well as the newly announced Hawkman, Dr. Fate, and Cyclone. Oh, What's up, Tyler? Did you cut yourself? Oh, just... No, it's just funny. I was laughing at DC's like, oh yeah, we're bringing out all of the B and C list characters. Yep. Yep. I used to have a Hawkman action figure. Oh yeah? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he squeezed his legs and his wings would flap. You squeeze my legs, other things flap. <laughs> I, yeah, I got to echo like what Tyler's saying. Holy shit. The minute I see Hawkman as a featured character... A little bit of pee goes back inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. 
<laughs> and now it could be brilliant, but it's the most underwhelming shit I've heard. I mean, I think DC's taking the right call, though, right? Like, I think we we were just complaining about like, all right, another Batman, okay, and now we're like, what is happening? And I think it's a better response for an upcoming movie of like, I am more likely to see like the new Batman movie. Has a has right now a zero percent chance of me putting in any extra effort to see it opening weekend, but if they drop a good trailer for Suicide Squad or um, Black Adam, it's so bananas that I might be like, yeah, I'll go out that weekend. Mm-hmm. It is a good gamble. Hey, if there's a, if you're going to tell me that I can plunk my money down, go into a theater, and see a film that is seriously entertaining and maybe outrageous in some capacity featuring Hawkman and, and black Adam and, and you know, like these characters that I just don't know. I know some of the actors playing them, but they put in these ridiculous performances that have buzz. I'm definitely going to be there. You know, you're right. Like, like those are chances. Those are risks that I applaud DC for taking. It just sounds weird when you're putting it in a press release. That's all. It's just, I think DC's got to own how weird a lot of their stuff is. And I think yeah. they, I think we're for the first time in a very long time, we're seeing DC accept the cheesiness that is comic books of the 60s and the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's modern DC. Well, Kite Man, right? Like, but yeah. that's what I mean. They're, they're, they're going back to having fun. You know, not everything needs to be life and death serious. Let's have a little bit of fun. Don't take ourselves too serious all the time. That's what we're seeing with DC right now. And I applaud them for taking this route as opposed to dark, gringy, gritty Batman all the time. Dark, grungy, gritty Superman. Yeah, Superman, jeez. You know? Tell me about it. It's getting heavy out there. Even Wonder Woman, man. Some pretty fucking heavy stuff in those movies. Wonder Woman was lighter, more in presentation than topic. I know. I'm thinking Justice League. That's all. Like when oh. we're talking the grunge, right? Like, like I'm thinking Batman v Superman. I'm thinking Justice League. I'm thinking those 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 involvements of Wonder Woman that were, you know. That. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, all. And she wasn't down. bad. She wasn't bad. It's was just, it was just, you know, dark, really dark. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the 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 movies that were best that were dark were the Christopher Nolan Batman's. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I I hate to beat a dead horse, but as far as an origin story and 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 just a movie set a set of movies that came out of left field for me, and I thoroughly enjoyed. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we need to talk about this next movie. Uh oh. Nope. No, we don't. <laughs> we do. Don't do it. No. We Guardians of Galaxy Three. I wish. Yep. We're talking <laughs> DC. <sighs> We're gonna talk about the Snyder Cut. So, Zack Snyder's long fabled Snyder Cut of 2017's Justice League, known as Zack Snyder's Justice League had its first official trailer during the panel 
during DC Fandom. It was also announced that Justice League will debut in four one-hour-long chunks on HBO Max in 2021, where you will be able to cut everything into one four-hour movie. The project (laughs) is reportedly going to cost up to $30 million to produce, and Snyder has also confirmed that there will be no reshoots with the original cast. Only using previously <laughs> shot footage. So, the trailer came out, and it looked like the first movie. <laughs> I'm gonna mute you in a second. Um, to be fair, it just felt like I was watching the Watchmen trailer. It just felt like the Watchmen. Having said that. It seems different enough that I'll be watching this. You're you're a fool. No, like, I am. Like, let's but before we get into like deeper stuff, like, do we think that a four hour like do you think that justifies a four hour movie? No, not at all. Like, I think that this is. This is what I was talking about before a little bit. Of like, no one's saying no to Zack Snyder now. And in general, it's the general rule of if you're a creative and you think you're finished, someone should come in and make you cut at least 10%. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is self-indulgence. Yeah, like, I Sorry. mean... Wait, how long hey. is Godfather? Three and a half. Yeah, like, four hours! Apocalypse no, Now Redux. Apocalypse Now Redux. That's a four, wow. you know, four or five hour movie. You want to talk about self-indulgent. But, but think about this, all right? So let's say as a fan, I go out and I buy this special box set of Blade Runner, which has like six discs and six different versions of the movie. Okay. But that's my choice because I'm a super fan. And I go, wow. You know, I want that really bad version with, with Harrison Ford. The theatrical cut with his voiceover. Sure. I want the the director's cut. I want the the cut with the you know where 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 the main character farts in a funny way. I you know what I mean. Like there, there's a million versions out there, and I go out and I get it. But this sure. Snyder cut is just I don't know. There's so much hype on it that it's well, just I don't know. It's not even for the super fans anymore. I, I'm I'm legitimately gonna say, like as a fan. The trailer had enough of the original movie in it that I saw that it would be difficult for a fan that maybe has watched Justice League to know that this is a different version of Justice League. It actually they might didn't. be like, oh, I I don't know, I don't remember that being in there. Oh well, it's the same movie. Like, <laughs> and we were talking about this between the the episodes today, and it's it's not even about the movie anymore. It's become this this front and this is our culture war, right? Like, it's such a weird space. I'm, I'm, and it's proximity to the original movie. Um, I know. I think they disavowed. Correct me if I'm wrong. They said that this is not going to impact the canon timeline anyhow, anyway sure. in DC. Correct, so though. it's not like the next movie is going to be based off of no Zack Snyder's. No, it's going to be League. based off of Joss Whedon's Justice League. Okay. Twenty seven. I, I yeah. 
Okay. So the point is, is that this is going to be that self-indulgence that's going to be used to basically justify a $16.99 additional subscription. Well, here's the thing. Let's be honest here. Four episodes. You know that last episode is going to be right after that one month mark when you have to pay for a second month. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta. If not, four months. Yeah. Or four weeks. Yeah. Like one month subscription. So you plunk your 17 bucks down, you consume the whole bloody thing, and then you get out, right? You pull yeah. the parachute. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not like anyone's going to spoil anything. You, you know more or less how this is going to be. So, you know, you can wait. You can wait. Yeah. But, and, you know, if they're smart, they do something like this. If you want to watch the Snyder Cut, if you want to get not only the Snyder Cut, do what Disney Plus did. Hey, look, you want to watch a Mandalorian? Watch Mandalorian. Hey, we got eight episodes. We got ten episodes, right? We got you for two months. And they're only charging you seven bucks or whatever they're charging. But then they go, hey, if you stick around, we're going to put on eight features on how we made it and behind the scenes. And then we're going to do this special thing. And then we're going to do that. That's what they're going to do with this, too. Of course. Like for another eight for another eighty bucks, Zack Snyder will come spit in your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's it. I don't know. It, it's insulting as a customer, but unfortunately, this is where we're at with the world today. Right? Is that people are definitely going to be lining up to pay for it because there's nothing else to do. Yep. It's all you about know? consumption. It's all I'm going to watch it on my HBO for free. Because yep. in Canada, we don't have this bullshit service. Yes. So I'm happy that they won't get my sixteen ninety nine a month. I'll pay my twenty bucks a month to my carrier and get a whole bunch of other stuff too. Yep. All right. So those are the movies: The Batman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Black Adam. All very interesting stuff from me. Like in my opinion, you know. Um, we'll see where DC goes. Like I don't, I don't, I, I don't. Need, I can't even start speculating because you know there's so many rumors about that Flashpoint movie that mm-hmm. I want to kind of see where that movie is going to go before we can even begin to speculate where the DC extended universe goes. Phil, any final thoughts on the upcoming DC movies? Hey, they got a blank slate. Go, go use it. You, you have a lot of fans out there that love this newly created genre that, you know, Marvel's had the lion's share of, but DC has always been there and always cropped up and, and done some really amazing stuff. And here's a chance to do it again. So there's a whole audience ready to consume it. Do it. I was excited. Tyler? How about instead of trying to create these, how many extended universes and like, oh, there's going to be a sequel to this one. Just try to make some good movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be refreshing. I feel like so many of the movies from DC are statement pieces rather than trying to be good. I th- I I kind of disagree with you. I think they're just going to go out there, make a movie, and they're just going to, you know, treat each movie as its own property, and whether they they all come together or not, they'll figure that out down the road. But if you look at oh. Suicide Squad, if you look at the Batman, you know, they're just they're finally letting the creatives do what they want. Yeah, I'm saying I hope that we are right now yeah. that they're doing. Yes. Correct. In the past, they do that, and I hope that this is like just let them make good stuff. We've always we've always said that about DC and kind of like how they should move forward. All right, so video games. Those that's 
essentially where we're going to go to next and that is because that's where the other major announcements came from so first we're going to talk about batman even though he's dead gotham knights so wb montreal batman long rumored batman game has finally been revealed after years of trailers and instead of playing batman who is reportedly dead you'll take control of robin batgirl nightwing and red hood and it's entirely entirely playable solo or with two-player online co-op. This does not take place in the Arkhamverse. This is separate from it. Even though when we saw the initial trailer, it felt like it. It looks like it, especially because Batman is dead. But then, you know, I was very confused because, wait, Red Hood? There was no Red Hood in the Arkham games. But that's beside the point. Tyler... You and I talked a little bit about this before we started recording. Your thoughts first. I'm. This, this goes to the, to the other big game announcement that we're going to talk about as well. So I'm going to do the blanket for both. Both have co-op play. And I'm very concerned about that and what that's going to look like. Right? Is it going to be co-op play that is actually just like, yeah, just just have fun? Or is it going to end up also being like, well, you get to level up the various gear that your specific person does. So your Batarang will do 1.34 damage instead of 1.32. So you got to grind these different crime encounters for blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yep. And I, I really hope that that's not what the case is. Yep. Um, I hope that it's something separate, but I'm, I'm worried. It's also worth just noting because we're otherwise we're going to have fans on us for this uh red hood is in the Arkhamverse already he came in through dlc yeah you're right but yeah yeah now your kind of worries and concerns in terms of co-op play stems from playing the avengers game a little bit correct it's true yeah so it's 100 percent true Right. Yeah. And I agree with you. How do you make a game like this, you know, fun with co-op? It's really hard when you think about it, right? Like, these types of games are, like, not meant to be co-op. The other issue is that it, it necessitates keeping the servers on longer. It necessitates a yeah. higher level of infrastructure, which heavily implies that they have some way to make money after the fact. If you I, if you played the, the the demo for Avengers, which I did, and I wanted to like it, and I, I think that the game does some things right, but the, the core gameplay loop is just, it's not for me, because it is go grind equipment and stuff, and go into these battles where... No, you're doing ranged attack, heavy attack, light attack. And instead of everyone having like majorly different play styles, it was everyone had light attack, big attack, jump attacks, your long range attack. And they had small differences rather than like actually playing completely different. Yeah. Now, one game that did co-op really well, in my opinion is Borderlands. I feel that Borderlands yeah, yeah, yeah. did co-op really, really, really well, and I hope that 
this mimics more of the Borderlands co-op experience as opposed to what you saw with the Avengers experience. Did you play Borderlands co-op, Tyler? Can, can Do you have that comparison? Yeah, I've played one and two. I didn't keep on for three and the prequel. The prequel, yeah. Um, but my understanding is that, and not to criticism, it's, it's more of roughly the same. The same oh, kind yeah. of core activity, same kind of ideas. It was solid, like the ability to do these kind of quests and these more running around, and it was a bit easier to solo things. Um, it was a solid design space. Uh, it, it was also not for me, it's the, the loot and shoot, but yeah. Hey, something that, that probably fits in, I don't know, in my experience, into this space, because I, I agree that Borderlands would be really difficult to translate into the type of game that this game is shaping up to be. Um, but I would look at The Division. Division 2. Um, okay. Those games were able to co-op, were able to be really, really uh, loot and gear. You know, you have to keep your levels and whatnot. There is a lot of organization <clears throat> and onus on the player, in, in the individual player, to, to make sure that their, their character is, is designed. But that's part of the enjoyment, right? Um, but they they did a lot of stuff on the side of whoever was the weakest person in our party, the um, the enemies would scale differently yeah. for them and yeah. stuff like that, which I think Borderlands does that too. They do. Yeah, Borderlands does. Yeah. So in Gotham Knights, each character will have their own set of abilities, such as Robin's ability to teleport short distances in combat using the Justice League satellite or Batgirl's mini martial arts style besides a plethora of Gotham goons um, in the trailer we were able to see Mr. Freeze attempting to encase Gotham City in ice ice to see you um, and then at the end of the trailer we got a tease of the Court of Owls involvement with a large room of coffins enclosed which likely housed the talons which are child assassins kidnapped by the Court of Owls and I bet you any money, Bruce Wayne is in one of them. Ooh. Seems possible. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they could hundred percent be lying that this isn't of the same universe too. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, I, I think the other side of it is is again back to that back to that we want to get more money from you. And the way I would like them to do it is rather than this nickel and diming for different skins and stuff and getting better loot drops or better keys would be to put your extra characters behind it. Because I think yeah. that a lot of people, mm -hmm. especially if they aren't coming out like a month later, if it comes out like two or three months later and you drop like Batwoman who comes with some new Batwoman centric missions and or. Um, Oh my god, brain fart. One of the other Robins would be really interesting to have different take on it. Um, maybe the new Clayface, Harley Quinn. You have a lot of directions you can go. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be down for that. I, I'm I'm tired of the microtransactions. Same here. I remember the days when you used to basically purchase the season's pass or be able to purchase the content as you wanted to buy it. And it was a dear like it was a more endearing amount of money. Than nine ninety nine to buy coins to get a, you know, open a box. It was more so like here's twenty five bucks of my money, to give me fifteen hours of gameplay. 
you know, extra levels or meaningful new character classes. Yeah. Right. That's the way I don't know. Maybe it's antiquated, but that's the way I prefer my extra content to be delivered or, or, you know, asked of me. So yeah, that's a definite old school gaming type thing, but I like it. So, An old school gaming type thing is I like my game to be finished when I buy it. I, I knew yeah. you were gonna say that. I was I was gonna I was gonna say it if you didn't. So but God. I don't look at that stuff as unfinished. I look at that stuff as exactly what it is. It's additional content. This is all based off the premise that the game works out of the box or you know, day one. Yeah. Oh totally. Yeah. I just I get concerned when you have stuff like Avengers of it's like we've already announced the first two or three characters and the game isn't out yet, and it's like we yeah, and one of them being a system exclusive. That's my that's favorite a part of that. Whole, that's a separate whole can of worms. Yep. So Gotham Knights is set to release in 2021 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox so 2022. One, 2021 for PS5, 2022. Xbox. <laughs> 2021 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. <laughs> Yeah, 2022. When the inevitable delays start. Yeah. The other game... We're having problems with the COVID. Yeah. The other game that was announced during DC's fandom was Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It's a next-gen co-op game. Um, So this game is in the Arkhamverse. And it's a very much... Long-awaited next game, um, with a trailer. It got released with a trailer and some brief details. So in Suicide, Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League players take control of Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and King Shark, who are tasked with taking down a mind-controlled Justice League. It can be played solo or with up to four players co-op. If you're a single player with AI-controlled teammates, you'll be able to switch between different characters at will. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is slated for release 2022 for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Yeah, it looks like fun. Wow. I mean, like, yeah. So far away. Yeah, that's that's the thing. We saw like the ultimate teaser trailer for it. Looks good. You know, let's see what let's see what what the controls look like. Let's see how the co-op works. Let's see even how the solo game switching characters works you know the fact that you're going to have ai controlled characters kind of scares me but you know we'll see what they can do to make the ai not an idiot um because if the ai is anything like your npcs in last of us 2 or in ghost of tsushima i'm going to be very upset i I mean, for switching, I think we actually we have an example of what they're working from, though, because the last Arkham Knight game had AI and it was decent and you could switch between people during combat using that. And I'm, I'm guessing they're pulling from that experience, which has me again. I'm hopeful, but worried. Yep. I agree. I agree 100 percent. All right. So do you guys have anything else to say about uh, Suicide Squad? No, nah, no, so far no. away. All right, so far away, too early to criticize it or praise it. So we will leave it at that. So, 
you know, overall, that was DC Fandom. And those were the major announcements. We talked about Wonder Woman. We talked about Gotham Knights. We talked about Suicide Squad. We talked about the Snyder Cut. We talked about Black Adam. <laughs> we talked about Rocksteady Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. We talked about the Batman. Overall, I think there's a lot of exciting things that DC has lined up. And I am looking forward to the second part of their fandom, September 12th. We're going to get more news on other properties, like their TV shows. And Tyler wants to say something. I actually have a piece of breaking news. Go ahead. From earlier today, um, was that Warner Media looks like it's fandoming other stuff now. Um, they have filed trademarks, allegedly, according to reports, for HBO fandom, Max fandom, Warner fandom, Warner Brothers fandom, Warner oh Media gosh. fandom, oh. HBO Max fandom, and HBO fandom. This is the most stereotypical Warner Brothers slash DC thing <sighs> ever. We're, success- we're successful with something. Let's beat a dead horse having said that at least they trade they they could be trademarking these just for the sake of trade having the name right you know oh yeah 100 yeah. right it, it's one of those things if they are covering their butts so someone else doesn't grab that trademark ahead of them exactly for some, somehow exactly understood but still you know it's coming 100 percent. they gotta we think like, we all live at home forever now uh, my soul just died a little bit. Like, you know, geez. we were almost about to go 50 plus minutes talking overall positively about DC <laughs> and Warner Brothers. And then you bring that, you spring that up. Breaking us. news. Damn you, breaking Warner news. Warner Brothers be Warner Brothers, exactly. yo. <laughs> now, we want to hear what you thought about fandom, Phil. Tell the listeners how they can get a hold of us. You can find us at fandom.itscannonpod... No, sorry. <laughs> We're at www.itscannonpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at itscannonpodcast. You can email us at show at itscannonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, really anywhere you find podcasts. We're going to be there. So... Hit the subscribe button. Get the notifications when we haphazardly release episodes for you. And if you like what you hear so far, you know, do it. Hit it up. Leave some feedback. Reach out to us. Have some fun because we are. That's right. That's right indeed. So thank you for listening to our thoughts of DC fandoms. We will be back for another episode in a few days. On Sunday, when we talk about all things news on what will be the long weekend. So thank you, everyone. This is the It's Canon Podcast, a podcast that talks about anything and everything. And the best part of it all is that it's all in canon. Good night.
and voila. Were you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs>